0: What's this, Twice in 30 Days? That's right, you are listening to episode 6 of Weg Fans, the semi regular podcast dedicated to, but unaffiliated with, the greatest grocery store in America, Wegmans. Welcome to Wegfans, and with me as always is the centerpiece of my Thanksgiving table, John Serpico.
1: Oh, Marcello, you are too
0: kind. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. Uh, we, the listeners, don't know this. Well, maybe they do, because it's mostly our friends. But we actually got to hang out with each other, so that was very nice to see you in person.
1: Yeah, it was a, a rare treat, considering there is a literal entire country between us. You were, uh, you were in town for a wedding. I hear great things about that wedding. And then you decided to really juice up that weekend by hanging out with your old buddy Serpico.
0: One thing I was thinking of is that Thanksgiving is coming up. Do you have any Thanksgiving plans?
1: Well, hanging out with you a little a little while ago really counts as the highlight of my autumn season. <laughs> but uh, a distant second uh, is going to be Thanksgiving. For me, the ideal Thanksgiving is just being home with Kim and our cat, Reggie, and that is it. I do not want to see people. I want to eat in sweatpants. I want to watch football. So anytime there's a family obligation, and keep in mind I love my family and Kim's family, I would much rather stay home. And that's saying something considering how much I love my family. So it's looking like we're probably going to have to be sociable. And that is totally fine, but I can't really be my truest self if I'm not wearing sweatpants while eating turkey. So, <laughs> you know, que sera, Just, sera. what
0: It's your family. Just bring the sweatpants.
1: Yeah. But I, so I've been dating Kim, you know, or married to Kim for over 10 years now, 11 years. And the thing that I've taken pride in over the last decade plus is that. I have crafted a reputation in her family that I am a reasonable adult with reasonable adult hobbies and, you know, a retirement plan and stuff. And I feel like if I showed up with a week's worth of beard growth wearing filthy jogging pants, I would undercut a decade of work crafting this image. So I think I have to squeeze these hips into a pair of jeans and uh, a nice sweater and plaster a smile on my face and go from there. What about you? What are you doing?
0: We are going to be having your ideal Thanksgiving. The wife and I are not traveling, and we are just going to maybe make a chicken instead of a turkey, so I'm not cooking all day. And it's more just a chill day. So we we will be having the Serpico Ideal Thanksgiving.
1: Oh boy. Yeah, that's not bad. Actually, one one, one interesting thing is in the the rare years where Kim and I are lucky enough to just be home by ourselves and not dealing with traffic or anything like that, we have made, instead of a whole turkey, sometimes we made like a little chicken like you, uh, but we've also just gotten, you know, a six or eight pound turkey breast and just cook that because, you know, you get the whole turkey vibe and it's easy to slice and easy to store. And I'm a big fan of white meat turkey for like a gobbler sandwich the day after because it just kind of holds together and feels like I'm eating a sub. So that's an option too. But if you get a really good turkey, that'll that'll do right by you as well.
0: Well, now that our appetites are stoked, it's time for Weg News. Weg News! Weg news! All right, so uh, we teased this at the beginning that John and I hung out together, and you know what we did? We went to Wegmans.
1: I am so excited that we got to go to Wegmans because one, you know, you were you you were up the night before, and you know, like weddings are parties. Yeah, yeah, I went to I went to an amazing
0: wedding. Great friends, uh, Becky and Bernie got married. Went to the after party. And still got up at 7 a.m. so that we could go to Wegmans. And I was not complaining at all. I got, I shot up out of bed out of our Airbnb. I was like, it's Wegmans time. It's Wegmans time. Cause I, I hadn't been to a Wegmans <laughs> in 18 years at that point.
1: Yeah. You know, as we've discussed, you know, all your fond memories of Wegmans were concentrated into this single summer. 18 years ago. And so it was an honor to, to walk through a Wegmans with you for the half a lifetime ago. It was, it was awesome. And yeah, I, I, I can attest there was, there was no complaining. There was no yawning. There was no slow trot out to my car. You were, you were chipper and ready to get after it. Yeah, it, it was beautiful.
0: Like I was really, I hadn't been to in 18 years. And I was wondering, do I just have this romanticized view of Wegmans in my head well of course I do because it was a very fun time in my life it was part of a romantic summer when I was still thinking about being a full-time actor it was a lot of fun and so I went with a slight trepidation and the second we walked in John the second we walked in it's like wow it just looked beautiful
1: yeah it's it's like going to a some some beloved family vacation spot from your youth and then going back as an adult and realizing that despite how much you have changed, there is still magic in that place. <laughs> it, it thrilled me. We took a, a business-like approach to it because we actually both needed to do a little bit of actual shopping. We weren't just tourists to just kind of walk through the aisles and- Show you not just Wegmans generally, but specifically my Wegmans and how I interact with it on a weekly or let's be honest, every thirty-six hours basis. It, it was really, it was really quite something. Was there anything that stood out to you that was very different than than the Wegmans of of your your, your Halcyon days?
0: There were definitely things that felt different. The ceiling, I feel, was much higher. I think they took into account modern views of how a department store should exude grandeur. The Wegmans in Ithaca, I don't re- remember having as high a ceiling. The layout was obviously different. I think this I think yours is is bigger than the one in Ithaca though. I But just walking in on the produce, it just looked it just like hits your eye immediately. We walked in and the first thing we saw were the many seasonal apples that were out. And they were just lit so well. I, I wonder if they must have professionals who think about how to light the grocery store.
1: Oh, yeah. I feel like that was a conversation. Uh, you know, they they decided all the senior management just standing in the Wegmans the day before it opened, just slowly playing with a single giant light dimmer <laughs> switch. And then it's like, oh, that's perfect right there. So one thing that is interesting about Wegmans, that I've learned after touring a couple of Frank Lloyd Wright houses is that it kind of abides by the concept of compression and release. So Frank Lloyd Wright, in a lot of the homes he designed, would have a small hallway or a small entryway. And when you emerge from that hallway into a larger room, that room seems downright palatial by comparison. And a lot of supermarkets are like this, where, you know, you you walk through a door and you grab a shopping cart and then you kind of round a corner and you're in there. With Wegmans, it's you go through a nice long hallway, you get, you know, you get your shopping cart and then you walk in and you just emerge into the middle of the store. And that's something I absolutely love is kind of walking into the middle of a grocery store and at the the Medford, Massachusetts Wegmans, you walk in and you see Rolling hills of produce in the middle, you kind of stare towards the horizon and, and just appreciate the power of American capitalism. And then to the left, you have the pizza, the prepared foods, the bakery, the seafood, all to your left. And then to the right, you've got your, your aisles of you know, dry goods and sundries. And then all the way to the right, you have your, 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 your you know, beer, wine, and spirits. And so you come in, you scan the horizon left to right, and there really is that Frank Lloyd Wright-esque idea of as big as it is, it just feels that much bigger.
0: I don't know if you remember this, but we interacted with an employee pretty early on. And you were saying that you were showing me around. And I was like, yeah, I think I said something. Something looked really good. And she's went, no, it looks great. <laughs> she like, certainly oh. wasn't wrong. It's like, it's like she was created to be an anecdote yeah, in our that, podcast. You know, I, there,
1: there's something really fun about that. You know, if someone was having a bad time at work, I don't think they, they would jump into a conversation between essentially two supermarket tourists but she was clearly having a good day. She was taking pride in her work, and she was right. Yeah, and I got to say that if you're ever involved with an
0: organization that, that needs like donations for a charity, I think you should consider donating your services as a Wegmans docent. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun walking through the Wegmans with you. You're like, this is what I normally buy. I like this. Kim likes this. It's like, Ooh. I was like, "Where can I get snacks for the plane?" You're like, "Well, this way, Marcelo." Mm-hmm. I I,
1: <laughs> I felt like it was my job. I, I felt like you know we had a finite amount of time. You're a busy man. You got places to go. I wanted to maximize really every minute. It was it was just so delightful. One thing that we had talked about on a, on a, you know a, a previous podcast is that Wegman's Sunday gravy. That kind of the 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 marinara sauce with all the meat in it that you kind of simmer. And what's great is. When we walked into the Wegmans, it was immediately on the left in a kind of grab-and-go section. That's one thing that Wegmans does that I really love is kind of right immediately past the the entrance as you're staring at the amber waves of produce. There's usually a section that, you know, during football season, there are trays of party subs, guacamole and chips and sour cream, bag of Sunday gravy, pasta sauce, small caprese salad, tin of – or not tin, a you know plastic clamshell container of lettuce – So you could walk in and grab things that are only within 10 feet of the front of the store, and you could walk right back out and feed a family. So the fact that, you know, it was right there waiting for us and we had just talked about that was really nice. Actually, I've got a question for you. Was there anything overall that just really stood out where you just thought, oh, this is brilliant or, oh, this is not what I expected?
0: I was not expecting. We already talked about this, but I was not expected to be wowed visually. I just thought I was going to be in my happy place being in a great grocery store, but it looked really sharp when I walked in. And I had not, that did not, you know, I remember the good times I had in Wegmans and how great the grocery store was. But I don't really remember the aesthetics, and I felt the aesthetics were very good.
1: I think that's a uh, yeah. Oh no,
0: go go ahead, go ahead. The other thing is, I wish you know we weren't there right when it opened because a lot of the hot bar stuff was unavailable. But it looked it looked much more expansive than I remembered, and even more expansive than most other. You know, when I go to Whole Foods, say here in the Bay Area, I'm going partly to get like an odd thing here and there organic wheat berries or something like that but i'm also going for hot food and it just looked even the parts that were out looked amazing and i just my imagination was
1: filling in all the goodness that wasn't quite there yet i think that the thing that really i get a kick out of with with the prepared foods is all the signage you know when you go to a whole foods you know, kind of the food speaks for itself. There's kind of a hot kiosk and a cold salad kiosk. And, you know, they put little signs up for everything. But what I like about Wegmans, and it's such a small thing, is over each section of hot foods, there's a big sign. This is, I think, there's there's one that's called Asian Favorites. And then there's you know Italian and all of these things, and so even before you walk up to the individual trays and chafing dishes, you you see where you're walking to. It it feels more like you're in a marketplace than a than kind of a hot food bar. So that that's something I like. And one thing I've, I've realized is you now the kind of the first Wegman stores, you know, in upstate New York, they were they were built with kind of an earlier aesthetic in mind. That the, the same reason why. Wood paneled living rooms from the '70s look a little outdated. You go into a even an excellent supermarket that was designed in the '60s or '70s and '80s, and you think, "Geez, it's all brown and concrete and low," and it it feels like your your best friend's parents' den in their house. Which there is a charm to that, but <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate kind of architecture and layout that. I guess we could say, democratizes grandeur a little bit. I love walking into train stations that look like cathedrals or public spaces that are more impressive than mansions and churches. And, you know, a modern supermarket kind of evokes that a little bit with, with kind of the bigness. And and so seeing you see that was a pleasure to me. Oh, well,
0: well, great. We had a great time. We also recorded a little surprise that we'll be publishing uh soon after we publish this episode for everyone to see but let's move on to the next piece of weg news john wegmans is great for women fortune magazine did a survey of representing feedback from over 4.5 million u.s employees in the country and Wegman's came in second place on fortune magazine's 75 best large workplaces for women The survey looked into factors such as whether people trust each other in a given workplace and are able to reach their full potential regardless of gender, as well as how well women are represented in the workplace. And of all the big employers, Wegmans was number two. Number one was Ultimate Software. Number three was Workday Inc. Number four, Edward Jones. Number five, Texas Health Resources. Number six, the Hyatt. Number seven, the Kimpton Hotels, another chain. Number eight, Cooley LLP a giant national law firm, Salesforce at number nine, which is a big Bay Area employer, and number 10 was Navy Federal Credit Union, where I have an account still.
1: I feel like after seeing all of these surveys where Wegmans is constantly on the top or near the top, we would stop getting surprised by it. But every time, I'm just so surprised that regardless of the metrics you use, Wegmans keeps hitting, you know, the top of these lists. And when you look at, and Salesforce is on these lists a lot too, we've talked about that, but a place like Salesforce has, you know, an average, probably an average per employee salary. That's, you know, a lot larger than than, than a retail place or a supermarket or something like that. But it just- Yeah, Cooley LLP is a, is a big law firm. Like
0: lots of my friends, you know, applied there and some of them work there. It's, they're very generous
1: compensation right wise. yeah and you look you look at all of this and you know there's it, it's one of those like one of these things is not like the other kind of situation we've got the software companies law firms you know large hotel chains banks investment firms and a supermarket and that that blows my mind every single time it is just so hard to do that and I what I like too is you know the survey focuses on you know, a subset of the total, you know, the total employment base, it just focuses on on women in the workplace. And that doesn't surprise me at all that no, that no matter how you carve up the, the kind of the demographics that you're surveying, I feel like Wegmans is always going to be on the top if I'm willing to bet if there was a survey on best first jobs for teenagers, Wegmans would be at top jobs you might want to consider after you retire from your nine to five, Wegmans might be on top again, their their policies and procedures and representation and management, all of these things are just so good that the impacts cut across demographic lines. And it's always just such a pleasure to see that. It just makes me feel good because, you know, we're just dumb, stupid, regular
0: people. And often as just a normal person, we invest emotional weight into stuff. Whether it's a particular actor, a sporting team, a television show, a, a, an artist. And so often, it seems these days, that people in whom I've invested, or organizations in whom I've invested my stupid emotional energy that should actually be used in my real life, often let me down. Whether it's, let's say, a Louis C.K., right? Like, that that's someone I invested emotionally in. I was a very big fan of his career, and then... He admitted to doing horrible stuff, and I was very disappointed. And so there's always the sword of Damocles hanging over everything that I love, because now we're learning more about the things that we love more than ever, you know, in this information age. And every piece of Wegmans information I get is always good. And it's nice to have the fact that we invest our time in making a podcast about this grocery store. (laughs)
1: It's nice to know that it's it's a good grocery store it's a good citizen. It, it is. And it that is. just makes me feel Yeah, happy. and as well it should. I there there are a lot of adages and old sayings that that kind of yes. a- articulate this point like, you know, never meet your heroes, never get a tattoo of someone that's still alive, stuff like that because these people will always let you down. These people, these businesses I mean heck even Wells Fargo which has a you know this very long history in in the United States and kind of grew as the country grew and all of that they they let America down so thoroughly and so repeatedly and you know there it, it's 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 heartbreaking to think that any person or sports team or artist or company that you Ever invest your time in is going to let you down eventually. It's a very grim, but also very real way to look at the world. And so, it's nice to know at the end of the day that I still have Mister Rogers and I still have Wegmans. No, no matter what else, no matter no matter what else the world will take from me, I still have these two the, these two North stars in my sky. And thank goodness for them. All right. Well, this is. <laughs> this has been
0: Wegnews. Wegnews! All right, it's time for your favorite portion of the episode. John Serpico is here with
1: the review. All right, so for this, I was kind of surprised I haven't talked about this before because it is such a really big part of my Wegman's experience. And that's specifically, you know, the hot food section, the prepared food section that we we talked about before. But specifically, I want to talk about you know those those Asian favorites, which is so good. And so my review is going to really cover that. And as Marcelo, as you mentioned before, we we got to Wegman's pretty early when we went. And usually all of the prepared foods kind of roll out between 10 and 1030 in the morning. The, the folks at the sandwich counter starts making sandwiches at 10 a.m. And then you start seeing all of the delicious trays of hot foods and pizza and stuff kind of rolling out around then as well. And so one of my favorite things is to kind of do my shopping and get to the hot food section just as they're bringing out the the, uh, you know, the kind of the Kung Pao chicken and the shrimp and the the beef and peppers and the General Gao's chicken. And, you know, they have egg rolls and soy sauce and fried rice. And they have king, it, it's just, I think, called king salmon, which is just salmon in a nice kind of ginger soy glaze with peppers and onions. You can just kind of walk through and grab a little scoop of everything into one of their kind of four compartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah one of those four compartment clamshell containers, like the takeout containers. And you you can just get a little bit of shrimp, a little bit of chicken, a little bit of pepper steak, a little bit of salmon. And it all goes together very well and it's delicious. And one of my absolute favorite things to do is if I, am, if I know I'm in the mood for a big delicious sandwich or to go to the burger bar and get a burger or to go to the pizza station and have them make a pizza... I'm still going to get some Chinese food from the prepared food section and put it in a small container and have that for lunch the next day. I feel like more than any other thing I buy, I feel like I have to get stuff from the Chinese food buffet every time I go. I'd say probably 90% of the times I go to Wegmans, regardless of anything else I get, I also get that and bring it home with me. One
0: question. I have actually have several questions. First question. Do they have Crab Rangoon?
1: So they have pot stickers. They do not have Crab Rangoon. Yeah. Now, I I, I kind of wonder why. Because like things that are in a kind of a, a flaky crust, like a samosa or an empanada or something like that, or Crab Rangoon, can generally hold up under a heat lamp for a while. But instead, I think they kind of went, in all, they went all in on pot stickers. They have vegetable pot stickers and usually pork or chicken pot stickers. And they take up space, but you don't get that. You don't get I that rangoon. like a rangoon.
0: There's many ways a rangoon can go bad. And I respect Wegmans being like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to make pot stickers because we can make excellent pot stickers. And we're just going to not make rangoons because we only want to make, we only want to breathe excellence.
1: I have such faith in Wegmans and the choices that they make that if they choose to not put Crab Rangoon's out there, then I know beyond the shadow of a doubt it's the right decision. They want to. They want everything they do to be as good as they possibly can. And if they said, we have room for 20 things and Crab Rangoon is thing number 21, it is okay that I do not see Crab Rangoon.
0: Okay, second question. Uh, my uh, wife and I have a running uh, joke where it's more where I just make fun of her repeatedly forever. But once we went into Whole Foods because she wanted to have a healthy salad and I got some hot food also... And her salad cost $22. She bought a $22 salad. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what happened either. Why is your salad? We could have gone to a restaurant if you were going to get a $22. You wouldn't have bought a $22 salad at a restaurant. You would have said, oh, that salad is too expensive. So, you know, I I get my Chinese food. I like to have a starch, whether it's noodles or some fried rice, meat. Couple veggies, you know, maybe two meat options. A classic, what I was known growing up as a two choice plate, right? You get your starch, and you get your beef and broccoli, and your, you know, ginger sesame chicken. Maybe a little shrimp, you know. Maybe a pot sticker. What
1: what are you walking walking
0: away with with that? uh, With that, what I would call a typical. Husky guy meal. What what would uh what would your damage be?
1: So, you could get all of those things. You know, in the barbecue world, they call that like a meat and three, where you get the meat and you know a cornbread and two sides, or a meat and a biscuit and two sides, or whatever. Like a nice kind of husky, stick to your ribs kind of meal. You could walk into Wegman's and get all of that for ten bucks. What? <laughs> you could you could get in there, and this isn't this isn't just two little shrimps and a little piece of salmon and a little. No, like you can you can fill a clamshell container and get ten bu- and get ten bucks worth. The if you really want to pack it in and just everything is meat, you know, it'll be a little more than that. But there have been situations where I've walked in and gotten a scoop of General Gauss chicken and then a side of another scoop of General Gauss chicken, and then <laughs> maybe just like a little salad for myself so I can do like a General Gow's Caesar salad, which I don't know why, that's not a thing everywhere. And I have walked out of there under $10. Wait, hold on. A General Gow's Caesar salad? A General Gow's Caesar salad. Because the General Gow's chicken serves as both the chicken and the crouton because it's crispy and delicious.
0: But the, do those flavors mix? Because the cause they, Caesar salad, doesn't that usually have like a...
1: Like a kind of a fishy quality to it. Well, it depends. I don't believe the Caesar dressing at Wegmans uses anchovies in it. I mean, that's the tr- that's a traditional Caesar dressing, as it uses uh, it uses anchovies that have been you know blended and all of that. So it gives you a little bit of a, a fishy taste. But the at Wegmans they do a these days they've been doing like a kale Caesar with mushrooms in it, which is very interesting to see in a Caesar salad. But the, the Caesar dressing is very garlicky and very cheesy and a little salty. But it's definitely not fishy. So the fact that there's, you know, it's a little garlicky and a little kind of cheesy goes very nicely with kind of the sweet and sour aspect of the General Gao. So I have definitely done that a number of times, and I feel terrific about it every time.
0: I feel like you could do a TED Talk on this food hack. This, this sounds amazing. You're, you're a food innovator, John.
1: I'd like to think on my best days I am Marcello. I've also had, uh, and now this was not my idea, but I've had General Gao on a pizza before, and that very much works. Yeah. But you know, one thing that's that's nice about the Chinese food uh, buffet, or you know, kind of the Asian favorite section overall, is all those things pair nicely with other things in the prepared food section because there's, as is often the case with. Kind of the, the Chinese food you get anywhere in America, you know, it's pretty thoroughly Americanized. Right, but there aren't certain very assertive flavors that you might get with you know really good traditional Sichuan cooking or, or or kind of where, wherever you're wherever in China you're getting your food. But because of that, it, because it kind of shaves off that edge you are able to pair it nicely with everything. I've had, the, I've had the pepper beef over with Southwestern corn salsa, and it was delicious. I've had the, I've dipped the egg rolls into marinara sauce, just to see, just to see. And I don't think that worked out as well. But like things, you know, you can kind of pair things up fairly fairly well because of how they prepare it. So it's, it's really, really nice.
0: All right. Well, that has been the review. And now it's time for The Burning Question. Every episode, we take on The Burning Question for you to consider and discuss amongst yourselves with us on Twitter and Facebook or just, you know, in our regular lives. One more piece of Weg news to get The Burning Question started is I just read an article that Wegmans will teach you how to make Thanksgiving dinner. So you could go to this, John, on November 10th next weekend. As we record this in the Natick Wegmans from 11 to 3, shoppers can visit Wegmans at the Natick Mall and learn how a traditional Thanksgiving menu can be made easy with ready-to-cook and time-saving options. Now, there is a thing where they're pitching their catering, which is great from what you've told me, but there's also these different classes they can take. Turkey carving, you know, how to assemble your menu, great recipes. So the burning question is, John, besides Wegmans teaching you how to make food, what company would you want to
1: teach you something? So I've I've been thinking about this a little bit. Because I have a, a belief regarding kind of the virtues of capitalism, which is specifically that there are some companies that are just really, really good at stuff. And to try to learn how to do that from that company, is not going to make my life better. The, uh, the example I use a lot is Heinz figured out ketchup. I don't need to make ketchup myself. Heinz figured it out. So I could sit in my kitchen you know, stirring a pot of tomatoes and blending and pulsing and straining and adding blackstrap molasses and trying to get the consistency right. Or I can go and spend $2 and buy ketchup. And so it's not like I would want to go And learn something food related from a company that makes food. I don't want to learn how to make a Twinkie from the people that make Twinkies. I just would rather buy their Twinkies. So it would probably need to be something skill based that has nothing to do with food. And it would also need to be something that I would be able to experience a really, really big increase in overall talent very quickly in our lives. You and I have done, you know, kind of plenty of theater stuff and comedy stuff. So I don't necessarily want to go to some other company and have them teach me more comedy, because that may create an incremental increase in my skill. So I would much rather go to a company that's good at something I am terrible at. And that way, anything they teach me will be a big incremental leap. The thing that came to mind would be to go to one of those old rich guy, major league baseball fantasy camps so that you know, all old, old baseball players. You know, if I went to the one at Yankee Stadium and learn a little bit about hitting to the opposite field with power from Paul O'Neill, or learn how to chase down a uh, chase down a pop up into the outfield from Bernie Williams, that would be really cool because I am terrible at those things, and it would be really really fun to just go and learn from a company that is very good at baseball, how to play a little bit of baseball. Yeah, that's
0: good. I'm. Mean, we're both getting up there in age, approaching our 40s, me much closer than you. So I think, yeah, learning something like becoming an expert golfer or tennis player or swimmer, you know, things that we can do as we age, that would be pretty good. I didn't think of that, but I would definitely sign up for that. Yeah. I was thinking two things. One is that I've started to get into kombucha because I am a living parody of myself. <laughs> but kombucha is expensive. It's 3 or $4 a bottle depending on what you buy, and that's two servings of kombucha. If a kombucha company could teach me to make kombucha at home, just on pure cost-effective reasoning, then I would drink kombucha every day probably, and that would cost me $21 a week. If I could make it at home for $5 a week, that would be great. The other thing I thought of is that if a Brooks brother, like one of the Brooks brothers, like Joe Brook, could give me ultimate sartorial advice. Because, you know, our kickball and lawyer friend, Ben, Mm -hmm. he always looks super sharp. He looks sharp and I would like to look as sharp as he does. And I think I would need a Brooks brother to help me dress in that. East Coast businessman, nice level of niceness.
1: Yeah, th- those are very, very good options. I regarding kind of the clothing one. I, I've I recently had a suit made for myself. There's a you know a company oh, that. Yeah. Oh my god! There's a company that there are a few of them that do it that you know really measure you and kind of build you a build you a suit from scratch. It's you know similar to how good old tailors used to do it. Only now they've kind of scaled it up and they use. Tailors from overseas to keep costs down. the The end result is the the kind of the kind of way you feel when you are wearing clothes without any sizes on it, because it's not you're not wearing a you know a, a, a forty four regular anymore. You're wearing a Marcello. You're wearing a Serpico. Like there's something really cool about that. A, a mix of good knowledge of fashion and clothes that fit you perfectly is an amazing thing. So that is a good call. What was the other one you mentioned? Because oh I had I had thoughts and then I started thinking about my new suit and got lost. The other one was I would have someone teach me how to
0: make my own kombucha so I could drink kombucha every day that was delicious. Yeah. And not have to spend $30
1: a week. So that's that's kind of the other the other way you can go with it is something that with a minimal level of knowledge could save you a boatload of money. That's what always impresses me about folks that are, you know, pretty good home tailors. My wife can can hem and take stuff in and let stuff out a little bit. She's a very good practical home tailor, and that has saved her a boatload of money. Oh,
0: and we're both not the tallest gentlemen, so I often have trouble buying the exact right length of pants. So that must save you ten dollars if Kim can just take it up half an inch, so your thirty can be a twenty nine and a half.
1: That is, oh, that's the sweet spot. That twenty nine and a half. That's 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 where Serpico lives, Marcelo. And uh, you know, so yeah, having having that is good. So something that, and again, so it, you know, it's not like making ketchup. The amount of effort you need to put into making ketchup to save you two dollars is not worth it. But something that is a a skill like Even basic carpentry. So actually, let me, I don't want to amend. I I like the idea of, you know, a Yankees fantasy camp. But to learn general woodworking from, or or general carpentry, general plumbing, general electric from the guys on this old house would also be pretty cool. You know, because then all of a sudden you're saving hundreds of dollars. If you're, if you are, and this is honestly, this is something everyone should know. Everyone should know how to. Patch drywall. If you can patch drywall yourself, over the course of your life, you will save thousands of dollars. And that's one of those things where it only takes a couple of hours to really figure out how to patch drywall. But once you do, it is something that every couple of years when it comes up, you will save hundreds of dollars.
0: Oh, now that I am a homeowner, there does not go a week goes by that I don't really miss our mutual friend Mahoney. Because not only do I miss his company, because he's a f- it's always fun to hang out with him, especially watch a movie with him, because he's so buff that he talks to, through a movie like no one has ever told him to be quiet. <laughs> uh, it is both embarrassing and hilarious.
1: He He's he's tall enough and broad enough that the people in the movie theater just have to let him speak his mind, I guess. Yeah, but he's also a trained carpenter,
0: and I just look at my house, I'm like, oh, all, all my all my useful friends live in the East Coast. <laughs> but yeah, if I could be my own bob Vila. that would be amazing
1: i've learned over the years and actually part of it was working at the the theater that you and i both have a you know a history with improv boston moved from one location to another and it was really kind of all hands on deck when that move happened and so we had a couple of incredibly kind of skilled people including one one dave toddy who, oh, you know, oh Tommy. my God, he, he can do anything. So, you know, yeah. he, he, he built the risers. He built where our seats went. He you know put up all these things. And so going through something like that, if you can work on a project with a bunch of people that know what they're doing, that is such a great way to get like sneaky knowledge. This has
0: been Weg fans, the unaffiliated Wegmans fan cast. This episode has been edited by me because Max Crikey is a busy, busy man.
1: Though he is still the garlic mashed potatoes at our Thanksgiving table.
0: All of our music was composed and performed by the great band Minus World. Check them out at MinusWorldBand.com or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MinusWorldBand.
1: They are like cranberry sauce that is made from scratch.
0: And of course, big thanks to Dan Chapman for
1: wishing this podcast into existence. He is like that Thanksgiving turkey that you will write home about.
0: Want more WEG fans in your life? Follow us on Facebook at Podcasts, on Twitter at WEG underscore fans, and our email is WEGFansPodcasts at gmail.com. To get new episodes, automatically subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts in the iTunes Store, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please rate and review us.
1: If you want to give us five stars, that'd be great. If you could find a way to give us a sixth, go nuts. That
0: is all for this week. Say goodbye to the people, John. Bye, everybody. I hope you are all at Wegmans right now. And remember, everyone, dreams do come true. Cheese blades,
1: give fresh organics do, do, do. Ah. we are very lucky people marcelo <laughs> i know we have
0: minus worlds really hooked us up
1: mhm